So uh, I know many of you, um, my name is Rebecca Carroll. I've, we've been attending here for 10 years. Um, my children are in the kids ministry and all over the place. Um, so I'm really excited to be talking with you this morning. Um, and I hope that you've all had a chance to get some goodies. Feel free to stand up and get something if you're hungry. Um, one thing that you may not know about me is that I come from a family of knowers. Um, a less polite term might be know-it-alls. Uh, a um, annoying as can be as one that comes to mind as well. Um, but I prefer the term knower. Uh, we like to know things. We like to plan and create things. Um, we like to observe, draw conclusions. Uh, we like to understand all possible scenarios and therefore control outcomes. Um, there are <laughs> four particular saints who actually chose to marry into my sibling group. Um, <laughs> yeah, they have a club, it's true. Um, for when they can't stand us anymore, they meet together. Um, <laughs> it's so true. Uh, but anyway, they, they remark on, our, on these shared traits very often. Um, my sister-in-law particularly gets frustrated when um, a tree is not a tree. It's a tulip poplar, which is the state tree of Indiana. Um, a cow is not a cow. It's a black Angus, which is the best cow for beef. Um, bread is not bread. It's a Tyrolean 10-grain torpedo loaf. Um, and it tastes best if you use 50% sunflower kernels. Um, so you can see that this becomes problematic very quickly. <laughs> um, when you know, like to know things, uh, it becomes very difficult to be put in a position where you don't know things. Uh, waiting becomes very difficult. Uh, the loss of control can feel very unbearable. Um, to say that I hate surprises is an understatement, um, <laughs> to say the very least. So as we enter into the season of Advent, um, I find myself forced into a season of discomfort. Uh, I'm forced to face the things that make me squirm. Um, I'm waiting for the king to return. I am completely in the dark about when uh, or exactly how that will happen. I feel anticipation, but it can't be relieved by anything within my control, and it will end with a humongous surprise. <laughs> um, and yet, it is supposed to be the most joyous time of the year, right? Uh, and on top of that, I feel the burden to create joy for everyone around me, um, to select the perfect gift, to create the tastiest cookie, to ease burdens, to give and serve generously, um, to make the lives of everyone around me just a little bit sweeter, because it is, after all, the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, and to do those things is not wrong, but if I'm honest, it forces me to realize that I cannot create joy. I'm not capable of that. I can try, uh, many of us do. Many of us are hitting this season already tired from the fall, um, but we continue on. Um, and many of us are carrying even heavier burdens than that. Um, the holidays bring pain and anxiety and fear, and some of us are struggling. Uh, we end up feeling the need to put on a brave face to get through the holiday. So whether you're trying to create the perfect traditions for your family or anticipating another season of calming your family's storms or both or something in between, um, you might be feeling that if you don't do all the things, then the joy of the season is somehow less. And I feel like a lot of us need to release that control, that responsibility, that burden of trying to make this holiday joyful instead of simply 
accepting that our source of joy was born a long time ago. Um, and his work on the cross set us free from all of that. Uh, just before Jesus was arrested, he comforted his disciples. He tried to help them understand what was coming, even though there was no way for them to comprehend that. <clears throat> in John chapter 15, beginning in verse 5, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. He goes on to explain to the disciples that while they will feel sorrow after he's gone, he will come back and they will feel joy that is so profound that it can never be taken from them. Uh, and in the moments before Jesus was arrested, we know what he was doing, right? He was praying. He was praying for us. He was praying for his disciples and everyone who would come after. And you can read his entire prayer in John chapter 17, but I want to focus on just one verse, verse 13. He says, I am coming to you now, meaning he's coming to the Father, but I say these things while I am still in the world so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. And I want to make sure that we hear the desire of the Lord for us, that um, on top of grace and forgiveness of sins, on top of everlasting life, his prayer in his final moments as a free man was for us to have his joy inside of us, um, the full measure of his joy. And, and I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't know if it's something that we can comprehend. Um, but it reminds me of the way that um, God loves to heal the blind. Um, it comes up over and over and over. Jesus heals the blind. Um, God makes someone blind and then heals them of it. Uh, I find it fascinating. And I think that there must be something to that. Um, something incredible that happens when you are without one of your primary senses and all of your other senses have to compensate. And then suddenly, you get that sense back. And God, over and over, he uses that moment to draw people close to him, to restore a part of their life, to redirect their path into where he wanted them to go in the first place. Um, Saul is an excellent example. Um, when Saul is blinded and for three days, and then one of God's people heals him, um, it said that scales fell from his eyes. And I wonder, um, if us, that might look less like scales and more like snowflake glitter or reindeer-shaped sprinkles. <laughs> uh, I wonder what would happen if we could see that the joy of the season cannot be manufactured um, through anything red, green, sparkly, smelling of cinnamon, or tasting of peppermint. If we could see that the most joyous part of Christmas and the Advent season has already happened 
And the joy that we feel is a holy response to the savior of the world being born. Um, What if we could see in his final words, Jesus was reminding his followers that when you stick with me, you literally cannot be without joy. It's a promise. Um, Would our view of Advent and Christmas change if we could open our eyes, if we could no longer be blind um, to the joy that has been so lovingly given to us? I don't know about you, but I feel like a lot of pressure would be removed. And I guess that's my prayer for us, uh, that we would take Jesus at his word when he says, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Um, I'm asking that we let go of some of our desire to know and control and manufacture uh, what has already been gifted to us. And I'm asking that in this season of waiting and longing for the return of our king that we can see and rest and draw closer to our source of joy rather than being distracted away from him. And I'm asking that we not settle for things of this world, but instead be knocked over with the joy that Jesus prayed for us to have, his joy. And don't get me wrong, please make your cinnamon rolls and your sausage balls if you want to. (laughs) Uh, Trim your tree as glamorously as you see fit. Gift and give as much as you're able. Um, Those are good and wonderful things that we do out of love. Um, But I believe that the challenge is to remember that even without all of those things, the full measure of the joy of the Lord remains, and it is more than sufficient. Thank you. And Merry Christmas.